Hey everyone, it's Michelle and I'm here at the Psychic Shack and I'm with my co-host Alex and hey. what's happening Alex? Nothing much. We're here again. They haven't kicked us out yet. Guess where I'm we are the same at. every time we're here. We're still in Bisbee. <laughs> And they still have us here. It's, it's, it's as if they won't let us go. Or it's almost, you know what? It's almost like spring break, but from here? a spiritual viewpoint. Okay. Like instead of being in Miami and all these places getting drunk, we're getting high with spirit. And Does that information make sense? and knowledge. And information. So we're here in Bisbee, and we're at 24 Howell Street in Old Bisbee. How? Yes. Like Owl. what the wolf does? How or no, like a person's age, name? Like an old person's name. Oh, because I'm trying to keep the spiritual thing. I'm thinking wolf, how, no. scary, full moon. No, no. not happening. Mm -mm. Just trying to make it, it make sense, man. We're here. I'm with Priscilla Stone. Priscilla Stone. Priscilla Stone. And we just <laughs> we just looked at it from a viewpoint of that's a what did you say? A smart name. It's a brilliant name. Brilliant. Now I'm changing it from smart <laughs> now, name to now brilliant. Now it went from smart to brilliant. That's the progress. she can use like gemstone. She can do anything <laughs> with her last name. So we're here in Bisbee. And just real quick to bring you guys up to speed because we really want to highlight the Wellness Center. And the Wellness Center, it is such a good and worthy cause. And we have practitioners from all walks of life. And what we do down here is that we offer services for free so you guys come down and see what's going on here and every practitioner it's the first Saturday of the month and the services are free and that is such an honorable thing and I really commend people who participate in the program and then during the week they also have Reiki from 1 until 4 3 1 until 3 Monday through Friday 1 until 3 Monday through Friday and it's by donation and even if you don't have a donation they will still take you they will not reject you but bring a do hey psst, bring a donation any donation will work even a dollar you can bring mm -hmm. a dollar I'm not judging but Support the center. It, it is such a worthy cause. We really haven't had anything in a county like this um, that I can remember. Um, uh, no. Well, even if it was um, good, but now this is what's happening now, and that's what's important. So we really need to come together, band, and actually support this, which is going on. So we have another person that's into the shack, and her name is Priscilla. And you're going to do what is it you're going to do today, or talk about today? I'm going to talk about Reiki. About Reiki healing, energy moving, or because there's so many facets. To it, you know, I'm still kind of confused with the the category. Is so is there a particular area that you focus on or is Reiki an umbrella type of uh term? Well there are different um er there are different genres of Reiki, genres. I guess you would okay. say. Okay. Um you can approach Reiki from many different um areas and it's all Reiki energy and it's all okay. okay. So um what I teach is the traditional Yasui Reiki and that originated in Japan in the 1800s. And um, so, so that is what I teach here at the Bisbee Holistic Wellness Center. And we do uh, level one and two, okay. which is your basic practitioner levels. And then we do a Reiki master course as well, which allows you to be able to do attunements, to attune people to this energy and to teach it as well. But doesn't that take like years? Because I've heard some Reiki people, it takes them years to become a master. Well, I think what they're trying to um, communicate maybe is that after you're a level two, you really um, need to practice for a while okay. to get the feel of it. Um, we were talking earlier about how difficult it is to explain Reiki. Like, oh, what is it? Yeah. You have to experience it. And so being able to experience it on a regular basis um, here at the clinic as a practitioner, this is an amazing opportunity for Reiki practitioners because once a month they can come in 
they can ground themselves they can go out and work on maybe ten to fifteen people and get that experience of what it's like they can work with other reiki practitioners who are doing the same thing we might have three to four practitioners working around one table and so you can compare notes you can say what did you get how did you feel what what came up for you and what techniques are you using you can look at the other practitioners and say oh wow maybe I'll try that next time I never thought about multiple practitioners on one person yeah I always thought it was one-on-one oh you need to go out there and experience it (laughs) yeah there's nothing like that it really as as a client on the table it really feels amazing and as a practitioner you kind of get in the flow right you kind of work around the individual and um, there's really no other opportunity that I know like it when you said that this was the only clinic like it in the area I think it's the only clinic like it in the country I have not found anything like it elsewhere Mm -hmm. and I think that um, we need to recognize that more and more that what we have is a real gem I, I definitely Tons. did. Um, you've never had Reiki, Alex. No, never. You've never had, and I don't think I brought her in or identified Alex as my co-host. And now oh. I feel really bad. It's my well, co-host. Chill. I think because you know no, because point. you're, you know, in all actuality, I'm always talking, but Alex is the one that really keeps this thing going. And I, I appreciate. I'm that. sitting here looking. I was like, I don't think I acknowledged her as my co-host. I didn't even realize. So I, I was well, I want to say that because I don't remember saying anything. So I want to say obviously, but so the the thing also. I, as you just said, I didn't realize you can have four people mm-hmm. on how are you looking at people at, I don't want to call it levels, but oh. at different um, degrees of energy movement. I, you know what I'm saying? If you have a person receiving a treatment mm-hmm. and you have four practitioners on this person, mm-hmm. can all the practitioners be of different levels or is there a certain lead-in that should be established Mm -mm. if you're certified as a reiki practitioner you can come here and work and a lot of the practitioners know each other from the community yeah Um, and so they'll have certain practitioners they like to work with Mm -hmm. and they'll work with them over and over again but if someone is new or someone they haven't worked with before it's a very welcoming environment and you're welcome to come in and, and work with them the first yeah. time I was here, it was so nice. Everyone's friendly and kind. That's Michelle's important. like here all the time, but that's, I, it's it was so the first important. time I was here. It was and it's still welcoming. I mean, you're, yeah. you're still not like, oh, that's just who, you know, yeah. it's it's very well. And that's what I mean about being authentic. And we had talked about this on the drive over here. And we said, you know, there's something really um, grounding and um, organic about coming here. Whereas, and you may take this the wrong way and it's not presented to be taken the wrong way but and it said you know we we're kind of fortunate because we see it from a commercial side as well and there's nothing wrong with the commercial side we understand what it's there for and this is refreshing to see something from a very organic viewpoint and that's just my opinion but um so when i put the two in contrast once again one not better than the other but you can definitely feel a difference between the two environments yes well last year we did a survey of um, clients who came to the Bisbee Alternative Therapies Clinic and we asked them certain questions like what was important to you what what is it you get when you come here and the number one thing they said was that they came here for community yeah it makes a big difference in anyone's life and then it was stress relief and pain relief 
And I really felt good that we were able to lower anxiety um, and relieve pain in individuals who had chronic diseases. Yeah. That that was something that they recognized was lowered by Reiki. And sense of community, you know, it's and we have to keep in mind as well that that place of solace that, that will lower your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. That will, and and I'm not trying to underhandedly engage in a debate, but I I'm kind of looking at things too because when you said a sense of community, mm-hmm. I would have that expectation if I went to church or any other institutionalized Mm -hmm. gathering and here's my point when we go to those things you don't want to end up with stress you want to leave alleviated Mm -hmm. from stress you want to uh, there's a saying we had at the end of the podcast and we used to call it uh, a moment of light or a zen moment or a moment of light and the one thing i would always refer to because i would draw a blank was basically ellen or rosenfeld right Who's, what? she she made a statement she eleanor roosevelt she made oh. a state a statement and she said oh. you know great minds discuss ideas mediocre minds discuss events and small minds discuss people yes and that that's really stuck with me and i think this having been an idea and an idea when so many people are coming on board and they're doing this for free Mm-hmm. You know, this is from the goodness of their hearts. So it isn't, I'm going to engage in competition. I think it was Ford that said competition brings out the best in product and the worst in people. Mm. And so when you have a situation of community and those who desire to say, hey, I want to come into this space and make it a place of solace, a place of peace, yeah. there is something special. There's something that money can't buy. I'm not knocking money, I love this stuff, but there is something that it can't buy. Well, studies have shown, recent studies have shown that community and connection, um, they are the number one determiner of longevity in this country. I'm not surprised. So if you have connection and you have community, someone you can turn to, someone who can talk to you, um, then life just feels better. You know, you're releasing mm-hmm. those feel-good hormones. And you feel safe. Yeah, and that's yeah. huge. That's huge. Yeah, we all want to feel safe. Yeah, well, exactly. And this cared for. Is. We want yes. to be cared for. Yes. And we want to be heard. That was the other thing that came out in the survey was that um, that clients would come here and be heard, that they could tell us about what's going on with them, and they would have um, an empathetic ear. That's very important. That's And I think when you're isolated, we have to keep in mind that that's an experience. It's not a way of, of life. And I would think, just real quick, and I'll get back on topic. I was in the military. So anyway, being separated, you start identifying with an, a coping mechanism is that this is an event. It's not a way of life. And even separated, you always wanted a sense of, I want to be back with the people I love. I want to be connected with the people I'm connected with. Right. But my point is, if that distinction isn't made, and you know, we're a human creature, we, yeah. we love interaction. That's what makes mm-hmm. us who we are, you know, and I, I think you truly have loners yeah. that can live in caves in Alaska and places like that. And that's wonderful because you're living your truth. That's a fantastic thing. I'm saying, but if you desire connection and it's getting awkward to find, then we have yeah. communities and situations like and this where all the right one for you exactly. and where you can find it. Exactly. And speaking of, so so how how did you get connected with this, Priscilla? How how did take us from the beginning? 
How did you get involved with just yeah. Raycag? Yeah, and then bring the center in um, on the back so end. So in 2009, I had a major, major health crisis. Okay. And I went out to the University of Arizona Cancer Center. I okay. was diagnosed with um, breast cancer. And I was terrified. My anxiety level was through the roof. I had procedures scheduled. Things happened so fast. I didn't even understand what was happening. It was yeah. so fast. And, and thank goodness, you know, that the doctors mm-hmm. moved as swiftly as they did. Um, but one of the things that was offered at the cancer center was Reiki. Really? And um, there were volunteers there who they themselves had had experiences with cancer. And they were volunteering their time. They were on the ground floor. And I, I said to my husband, you know, I think I'd like to try that. I don't really know anything about it, but I think I'd like to try it. So I had a session with an amazing Reiki master named Frank Schuster, who's still up there doing this. And it it was a very calming, peaceful experience. And I walked out of there feeling like, you know, I think everything's going to be okay. Whatever the outcome, I think I'm going to be all right. And I didn't really this was understand not, This the was the energy. first session? This was the, the, first, the first encounter? The very first encounter I had with Reiki. That's it amazing. was amazing. And I said, you know, um, let's see how it goes. I'll go through the surgeries. And, and he said, you know, that this might help heal after surgery. And Reiki does. Yes. It, it, it helps you before the surgery, and it helps you heal faster after the surgery. So after the surgeries, I came back, and I got another round of it. And I started to talk to him about it. And he said, you know, you can learn to do this for yourself. This isn't anything special. Anyone can be attuned to the Reiki energies, and anyone can do it. And I was like, you're kidding me. <laughs> it's not Tell something me you more. would think no. when you first hear about it. Right. And so I started reading about it, and I found a Reiki class in Tucson okay. that summer, and I've been doing it ever since. I started volunteering with uh, Knuckle Wellness. Um, that they, they were doing Reiki at that time, and then I found out about this clinic because I had come here as a client years ago and um, was still going. I said, you know what? I think I'd like to practice Reiki. I'd like to get some experience yeah. actually doing it, and then realized how much experience I could get and where that could go. And I thought, you know, a few years later, I think I was practicing maybe five or six years, and I said, maybe I'll just take that master class and see what that's about. I don't think yeah. I'll ever teach it. But I would like to know a little more about it and maybe be a little more attuned to the energies. And so I did that. Mm-hmm. I took a master class um, up in Sedona and then okay. came back down and, and realized people were asking, where can I get a Reiki class in Cochise County? Do you know anybody that teaches Reiki? I right. Go, well, you know, by trade, I'm a college instructor. Oh. And I can put together a curriculum. I could, you know, put something together. And my approach was a little more academic, the way I teach it. Yeah. You know, I include a lot of studies. And... Well, when you're first getting into it, it's all unknown, right? So having something, an yes. article saying, hey, this yes. is how it's similar. Like, I yeah. like to think of Dr. Strange sometimes with how you guys uh-huh. do the energies. And that helps me understand a little bit better. So yeah. that makes perfect sense to me. Well, it's, you know, everything is energy. Yes. And so there is a there is science behind that to explain energy. It's not woo-woo. No. Really. Um, tapping into your intuition sometimes feels like woo-woo. Um, or connecting to source sometimes feels that way. But it, it really isn't. It's We're nodding our heads. Science. Yeah. yeah. So, so I put together a curriculum, and then I started 
you know, students started asking, hey, when are you going to do another one? When are you going to do another wow. one? So my rule of thumb is when I have five people that want to do it, I'll do a class. That and little? I never advertise. And I keep the classes, you know, below yeah. 10. And um, I've just had a blast. Every time I do it, it's so much fun. And other things come out. I'm like almost starting to cry. So <laughs> <laughs> that's just what I do. Um, so why did you pick this certain type of Reiki, the Japanese oh, one? Oh, right? okay. Yeah, the Yasui, the traditional yes. Yasui. I think I picked that because that is what I was experiencing okay. when I went to the cancer center. And um, because I resonated with that, me being mm-hmm. someone who's academic and I want to know the history, I want to know where it came from, I want to understand it a okay. little bit better. And so that gave me the, those milestones to work with, that, that foundation. Now, that doesn't mean that that intuition doesn't play a role, because it does. Yeah. Um, but that did give me that foundation that I really appreciated. So that's why I chose that. Okay. Yeah. Is this, is this like a... I'm trying to categorize, like you said, Doctor Strange. I'm like yeah, that's coming from I'm my divination. I'm like tarot. Like, what do I connect with? And is this <laughs> like energy? Is it? Do you feel as if it's channeled, or are you tapping into something that's available? And, and what, what's your process of yeah. getting there? So, so the Reiki energy is, from what I experience, the yeah. frequency mm-hmm. of love. It's a very high mm. frequency Love that energy. idea. Mm. Okay. And um, oh. so you're open to it once you experience an attunement. Yeah. And a Reiki master can can provide that attunement for you. Okay. And it does feel as though um, you are connecting to source, whatever that means to you. Mm-hmm. And the trick, for me anyway, is in my experience, is to get out of the way. Get out of the way of the energy. Let it just come through you. So you are like a conduit. Okay. You're like conduit. a vessel. Okay. A like vessel. an empty straw. Yes. It just comes through you. Okay. And do you feel like um, jittery after? Because when I have a read and I feel like I've ever achieved that, I feel kind of over, I don't know, like a shot of caffeine, like jittery. I feel weird. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Um, I personally don't feel jittery. No. I feel very relaxed. I wow. feel very... Um, sometimes a little high. high you know, we okay. joke about that yeah. as Jittery. practitioners by getting <laughs> oh. high off the energy because it's a feeling of bliss. Okay. So you tap into that bliss. You know, you can you can get there with meditation. You can yeah. get there with hypnosis. Um, you can get there with energy work. In fact, I personally couldn't meditate until I, I was attuned to Reiki. <laughs> My mind was just going constantly, mm-hmm. constantly, constantly. And then practicing getting out of the way and letting the energy come through, all of a sudden, I could meditate. Wow. And it's like, oh, okay, I get okay, it now. That's, you know, you, you say that turn point. I'm, I'm trying to understand because I, I would really, I really desire that when you say get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those terms I've heard for years, and I don't think I've actually been able to practice it. I think it's happened. Yeah. But... Um, just because it's happened. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I actually initiated <laughs> like, it. Was, it. Was, it was, was that day? Yeah, like it, it, it's thing. so interesting because she's like, yeah, once that happens and I'm thinking, hey, I need that. You know, I, I need to, because I don't I don't see the difference. I don't feel a shift. You know, mm-hmm. when you're, do you feel a shift when you're quote unquote out of the way and the flow just starts happening? You can feel the energy come through. Not everyone does. But, but I do feel it. And I think most practitioners feel it. Okay. Mm. That they'll say, oh, yeah, I can feel the energy coming through. 
out of you out of those differences what what is the pronunciation of the type of reiki that you do it's yasui yasui so from yasui how is this does the other forms of reiki is it relevant to region you said this is japanese so is there a korean form is there a chinese form filipino form and I'm geographically no, jumping think, around. Did it spread like that, or is I it in Japan and there's a variance? No, I don't think it's geographic okay. in any way. But there are different forms of energy work. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so an energy worker may may use prana, may, which is the energy that is everywhere, right? Or the energy oh. in the breath, right? That is it the same oh. word, prana? That's the same word for the breath and everywhere? I, I believe so. Okay, okay. I That's haven't cool. checked my sources on that, yeah. but I think so. Okay. Yeah, well, we're getting yeah. into not necessarily even the, the distinction, it's just the awareness that there's other types. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, there are I, totally other Okay, types. gotcha. Yeah. I was thinking most things that develop, you, my mind, will go geographically. Um, over here they do it this way, over here they do it that way. But we're saying regionally there's a – a diversity within the same region and that's interesting right or no? i think so pretty much so okay i think so okay that's interesting so, still nonetheless my question is what if your client is negative energy right uh -huh. and you're like yeah How, hose, you like, had to hose have hose that no, <laughs> yeah yeah shit. that does like, exist that's good yeah yeah like, oh just, good point good point no so some practitioners do um wow. what i recommend is that you know you go into a Reiki session, I always talk to my clients for about 15 minutes first wow. and say, tell me what's going on, um, what brought you here, what's happening in your life, what would you like me to work on? Aww. And then I listen really carefully to the words that they use because they will tell you mm -hmm. what areas of their body needs to be worked on, whether they're aware of it or not. Right. Just listen to the words and how they're directing you. Um, so you want that'll give you a sense yeah. of what type of energy they're they're coming in with. You might be able to feel it. You might right. be able to sense it. So um, you need to be grounded as a yes. practitioner. You need to go into a session where you are completely grounded. Wow. And then the other trick is um, being aware of boundaries. So there yeah. are emotional boundaries, psychological boundaries, and energetic boundaries. And recognizing that this is their energy. This isn't my energy. I don't take mm -hmm. that on. The Reiki comes in one direction through me out to them. It doesn't come back the other way. Okay. And just recognizing and visualizing, Reiki utilizes a lot of visualization, okay. which is very powerful. Yeah. Did that answer your question? It did. It did. It did very well. <laughs> and then you can always sage afterwards. Well, I just didn't know. I was yeah. like, that's something I've always wondered and wondered. wondered. Yeah, there are visualizations where you see the negative energy come off the client, go down to the floor and out the door, oh, and back nice. to the earth that can transmute it. Mm. Um, some practitioners have a bowl of salt. Okay. You can direct negative energies into a bowl of salt to cleanse it. Is it white salt, black salt? Does it matter? It's usually pink salt. Oh, I okay. Know. I don't know I don't if know. that matters. Okay. Salt is very cleansing. So there are a lot of visualizations that you can do to clear that energy and to send it off. Um, when you ground yourself, how do you do that? Is it something that you did before Reiki, or is it something that... Well, I think I, mean? I did it before Reiki, and I wasn't aware that that's what I was doing. So that's when I would feel myself off kilter, I would go out, because I live in the country. Oh, I live between you. Bisbee and Douglas out in okay. the valley. And right. so I would, just, I would seek out a tree. 
and I would just put my hands on the tree or sit with my back next to the tree. Okay. And then I realized that, oh, wow, I feel a lot better afterwards. Yeah. So trees are very grounding. That's one way that you can ground. Another way is to um, stomp your feet on the ground barefoot mm -hmm. and then visualize that your feet are roots and the roots go deep, deep, deep into the earth. Okay. And then draw that energy back up and into your body. And you'll start to feel that. Okay. So that's one way to, to be grounded. I like that. We, you know, it's, it's funny. I think we came today thinking we're just going to hang out and talk to some people. Yeah, and not have our minds <laughs> And so, I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm here, like I said, normally I'm the talkative one. I'm over here quiet. I'm taking all these notes and this, and we've learned so much today. Yeah. You know, and um, we're going to wrap, but I want to ask for uh, Priscilla, um, hopefully this is one of many interviews. Yes? Sure. Yeah, that I, you'd be willing to do? Mm -hmm. I would be willing to talk to you at any time about Reiki. Yeah. We, we really appreciate it. And I, I just want to emphasize again how, from your perspective and your experience, it, it becomes so particular and there's those intangibles mm -hmm. that, you know, only the practitioner has come across that is so compelling and making me just like grounding. I didn't think about that for, yeah. you know, I was thinking like, oh man, it's so simple. I should have known but that. How did I miss that one? What do you think? The tree thing where it's the roots and stuff. Yes. There's a guided meditation I listen to that's somewhat similar to that, but it's not through the feet or roots. But to me, that makes sense. I also like the idea of water, but that's me. Yeah. And the so. salt. And the salt in the corner. Right. And so, and that's what I mean. These are the things that are particular to a practitioner that's actually in the business. This is what we're, this is what makes it interesting. Yes. And unique to the person. And that's what we're trying to capture. So, um, thank you. Thank you so much. We You're appreciate you having you. <laughs> well, definitely, as we said before, one of many uh, we're hoping and praying for. And once again, this is Michelle and Alex from the Psychic Shack. And we're in Bisbee. And we're going to stay here for a little while. Unless, I guess we're going to hop over to Tombstone. Maybe. And a couple. Yes. Of, we're going to run over through Tombstone, this I'm oddity place. So, so we'll, see. Uh, we'll see what's going on. But thank you guys for hanging out with us. And we really appreciate your company. And once again, this is Machado and Alex. And we're with the Psychic Shack. And we'll talk to you really soon. Take care. Bye-bye.